Because J.K. Rowling has a surprise for us that has made us gone cuckoo, this is MuggleCast episode 267 for July 14th, 2013. Welcome to MuggleCast episode 267. This is a special episode. Don't worry. This isn't going to count towards the final two. We decided... That we would uh, record a special episode because J.K. Rowling shocked the world on Saturday afternoon when she revealed... Hey, hey Aunt Marge is gay. Yes, finally! <laughs> I've waited for so long! My Sorry, Pottermore hopes... On, on the announcement. My po- right. Pottermore hopes and dreams have come true, and we're here to analyze what it could mean for the future of Aunt Marge. No, uh, J.K. Rowling revealed a new book, The Cuckoo's Calling, but even more shocking... It's been available in bookstores since late April. <laughs> she released it under a pseudonym, Robert Galbraith. Take that, everyone who doubted my pronunciation. On, on Hypeable, the people were, were already, they were like, I can't wait to see how Andrew pronounces it. I'm like, excuse <laughs> me. Excuse I think it's me. Galbraith or something. Galbraith? Something Maybe. Irish. I would say, I would say <laughs> Galbraith. Or Galbraith? Galbraith? I, I would I not know. say any of the high and the who and the. No, I don't I know where that's coming from. Well, since this person doesn't exist, neither does a proper pronunciation. So everybody can say oh, it how they know. want. That's nice. Everyone's that was very winner. well done. <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot to talk about. Everybody's uh, very excited. It's been an exciting 24 hours as we all kind of learn tidbits about this book. Um, how about let's talk about initial reactions first? Micah, you had one of my favorite tweets yesterday. Yes. What 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 went through your mind? Did you believe it at first? Did I believe it? To believe believe that she actually released a book two and a half months ago, we didn't even know it. Sure. Why? I mean, <laughs> why not? I think the the uh, reaction you were referring to is that I said I don't follow J.K. Rowling on Twitter. Yet I still have found out that she released a new book. And, uh. I don't follow her either. Isn't that terrible? Yes. Uh, Selena. See, I know. there's two hosts <laughs> for you, but I was just, uh, it's, it's pleasantly surprising that you know, she did this and the book has been out, as you said, since April and nobody really caught on to it until I guess this writer at the uh the Sunday Times decided to do a little bit of digging but what what surprises me and and I don't really know the track record for this but she decided to use this pseudonym which is a male as opposed to doing it as a female and and I just wondered the reasoning behind that I mean normally I would think that your pseudonym would be specific to your gender but I guess it doesn't have to be <laughs> I would oh, think no, it would it's be hardly ever is actually Is it really? Yeah, I would think that it would be intentionally misleading. And okay. some people are laughing because she's already gone by a male name before, J.K. Rowling. Right. And now she's doing yeah. it again. <laughs> right. Which is, yeah, because J.K. is the more masculine version. Could be either way. That's Eric right. and Selena, were either of you shocked? Like, I was shocked. Yeah. 
I mean, well, at first I didn't believe it. And there were people on Twitter I was following. Basically, like it was during my job. I was out at work when I first saw the first tweets. And I read Hypable's article because uh, you had that up lightning speed. And at hmm. first I wasn't sure if it was true or if it is who can say, right? If it's really, really true. I don't know if the statement from Joe was there yet. Um, but at first we were just thinking, what if this is a really good marketing campaign by Robert Galbraith and his people who are, you know, getting, getting this out there. It just, it felt like it needed more, um, traction. And then it, but like within 15 minutes, it had that traction. Everybody was saying, Oh my God, this is it. Yeah. And it, it was just so absurd that she would do this, but at the same time, so, um, so Joe. Well, so Joe, it, it made so sense Joe, when we guys. when we later got the the statement from her, it made like it was like, oh yeah, that that makes sense. But it was rewarding to be able to actually just I diverted myself. I drove an, a mile out of my way just to a Barnes and Noble. Actually, I didn't drive out of my way. It was at the opposite end of the parking lot I was in and uh went to Barnes and Noble <laughs> and picked up two copies. It's a very far drive. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. How Some hard it's, it's a it's a pretty big parking lot in Skokie. Um, but anyway, I drove right across the, the street to Barnes and Noble and, and got, you know, two copies. They were already in stores. Why did you get two? One for my girlfriend. Um, oh, okay. but, but, but this is the, the greatest thing of all that about this reveal is that the book that we didn't have to wait for it. Right. Instant gratification, right. especially to ebook readers, uh, ebook reader owners. Yeah. Um, or anybody with, with the apps. It's available right now. Yeah. Which is mm. so exciting. When I first found, I first found out about it when somebody just at replied the hypeable Twitter with just a link, no text, just a link, and I, I saw it was the Telegraph, and I was like, "Hmm, this is interesting." Usually that's spam. <laughs> Usually <laughs> right, that's right. Like a grow your, you know, right. Uh, but it was going to the Telegraph, so I clicked it, and the statement was there from the beginning because, as we'll get into in a minute, the Sunday Times had reached out to J.K. Rowling's people, and she decided to issue a statement. So after I wrote up the article and did a couple things, you know, of course, everybody was really excited. I booked it to my local Barnes and Noble, but, um, I couldn't find it. And I even went up to somebody at the desk and I said, help me find it. They were like, yeah, you know, we got four copies in stock. It says we have four copies here. So they helped me look and just could not be found. And he just turned to me at one point. It was just like, yeah, I guess we have four copies that are lost. I'm like, okay, great. <laughs> bye. Wow. So I was or bummed four to- copies that sold before you got there. Well, yeah, that's what I was also thinking, but I don't think their computers would reflect that they were in. Anyway, uh, luckily, uh, my friends, John and Bree, John, who you may know from Leaky, he is closer to a Barnes and Noble down near Santa Monica. So they also booked it over to the bookstore and purchased all four available copies. <laughs> <laughs> like hoarding, hoarding J.K. Rowling books is crazy. I know. Well, you know what I'm thinking, Andrew? What? I'm thinking that clerk that you went to put those in reserve for himself and, and kept <laughs> them in the bet. back room. Maybe. And like I sold them for $100. I have a story about this, guys. So my Barnes & Noble that I went to, uh, the one in Skokie, there were four in inventory. See? Uh, See? Which is weird. I'm sensing a recurring thing here. Yeah. Um, basically, by the time I got there, it was maybe 45 minutes after the news broke. And I asked the, the, um, woman, I asked her, Hey, so Cuckoo's calling new, uh, crime thriller. She's mm-hmm. like, okay, it's right over here. She led me right to it. And that was because she had just put it on hold for somebody who called in. 
Oh. Right, so she put one copy on hold, so she knew exactly where it was, but didn't necessarily know anything further, right? So she led me right to it, and she picked it up off the shelf and gave it to me, and I was like, okay, you know that the, the word on the street is that this is the new J.K. Rowling book, and her eyes went really wide, and she's like, really? And I'm like, yes. I didn't, like, say, oh, yeah, I've heard this. I just said, you know, the internet says this is what happened, so... Um, so I was like, so I'll take two because I knew cause my girlfriend didn't, my girlfriend didn't have any luck, uh, down in the city Barnes and Noble, which is also a university bookstore. So they, they weren't as well stocked, but, uh, I grabbed two, meaning there was one left on the shelf and I started walking the other way after I said, okay, I'll take two. I grabbed them and I, I was walking to the cashier and the woman said, well, maybe I'll take this last copy and put it on hold for myself. <laughs> yeah, I would have. Don't you? Don't you think that's so interesting, though, and and kind of nice that even now, like so many years after Harry Potter and after The Casual Vacancy, which was a lukewarm success at best, like you hear new J.K. Rowling book, everybody books it to the bookstore, no pun intended. Right. Everybody. everybody. And like, and you're, it's like you know, you guys are hoarding the books. That's the thing. It's like you have to have this because it's J.K. Rowling's book, you know? And like Eric pointed yeah. out, the, the thrill yesterday was that it was already it was immediately available. So yeah. it was like a little treasure hunt going. That's how I, it felt to me. Like, started, yeah. mm-hmm. I, I wanted to so bad just go up to it and actually see it sitting there on the shelf. I was bummed that I didn't get that experience like Eric and other people <laughs> did. Yeah. But you know what? I don't know about you, Andrew, but whenever I heard this, like, I wasn't surprised at all that she would have released this under pseudonym because we've sort of been speculating this for, for a while, but I was a little bit disappointed because this probably means she didn't write Queen of the Tierling. <laughs> Right, we spoke about yeah, we spoke about that on one of the more recent episodes of MuggleCast, the end over on hype, and Mm -hmm. you know what? I've done some further digging about that, looking up like who owns the domain name, and it looks to be an actual person. So, but it's just because yeah, I I think it's also just because I kind of feel like for me, I was hoping, and I didn't think she would, but I was sort of hoping against hope that she would write another fantasy. Mm -hmm. But this may still. This is all yeah, this is all adding up though now because I mean, you know, it's been 6 years now since Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows uh-huh. and it's like what the heck has she been doing? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and she got a Twitter, it's got two and a half million followers. She two and doesn't a half use tweets. it. Yeah. She she <laughs> she doesn't she doesn't use it. It's the weirdest thing. It's like she's there but she's not. This past 6 years she's been there but she's not. And this is another fruit of that labor that we didn't know existed. Yeah. yeah, I remember um, specifically though. Uh, I I think I found out once there was enough evidence to support the fact that was true. So it, it wasn't one of those things where I was waiting, waiting, waiting to see was it actually legitimate that she had put this book out. But I have not gone out and got the book yet. I'm still uh, waiting. I might try tomorrow at Uh-oh. work on lunch hour to go Uh-oh. to the Barnes and Noble a couple blocks away. And see uh, if it's available. You're probably too late. Yeah, I, I'm probably <laughs> am at this point. Like I did. You're in a pretty uh, dense. I don't like ebooks. So, oh, the, ebooks. Yeah, I don't either. <laughs> I like the actual book itself, uh, and yeah. that might be weird, but so well, be it. You, you know what? I actually, <laughs> I, I have switched to only ebooks, but the fact that it's a J.K. Rowling book, I want to have a phys- physical copy. Right, right. Uh, it's I just, just nice. Got so scarred by casual vacancy. I mean, she sort of. Yeah, she, it it tainted it forever. Like I, I'm looking right now at my massive cover of the Casual Vacancy, which cost me like three hundred, no, three hundred, just thirty pounds. It wasn't that yeah. expensive. Uh, it's golden, but I mean, and I'm just thinking, you know what? Like that was a waste of money. 
I'm, st- I'm staring at the other end of my room where my bookshelf is, and there's casual vacancy, sure enough. It's the one signed by JKR right next to it. It's the one that's not signed by JKR that I paid $30 for, and <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't finished it. Uh, they're just both over there, and they're bookends on my bookshelf. So, it, you know, it, it, it is a cautionary uh, lesson here where just because on – like on name alone – and this is the, the weirdest thing about what happened yesterday. Maybe that'd be a good title for this episode, what happened yesterday. But <laughs> – it's the weirdest thing because no matter how or where we were or what we were doing, like I was in the middle of an 11 hour workday. Okay. The last thing on my mind was JK Rowling and Harry Potter. But when I started seeing those tweets coming in about a new JK Rowling book and once it was like, Oh my God, this is happening. And it set in me and everybody else started tweeting on our way. Got to do this tweeting right. photos, book in hand See, photos. Yeah. People were like, I'm in the middle of a monsoon. I'm getting the Harry Potter book. So yeah, here's your tagline for the show. I mean, you know, the fandom, you know, everyone saw that J.K. Rowling had a new book out. They all went cuckoo. <laughs> ah, cuckoo for cuckoo. Exactly. Cuckoo for for Cocoa Pops. It's, <laughs> it's just the weirdest. I wanted to tweet, but I didn't want to get like sh- uh, shat on by people. Like, are we suddenly forgetting the casual vacancy here, people? That's like, my question. Because- name alone. Name alone, because because it's been months and I still have no interest to pick that book up. I read half of it. I read exactly half of it and stopped and never picked it up again. And are we just forgetting? Are we just like, okay, we're going to go get the new JK? It's such loyalty to Joe, but at the same time, there's absolutely no guarantee whatsoever that we're going to like it. It's, again, it's a different genre than what we're used to. The question of the fact that, you know, we had casual vacancy. Some people loved it, but some people didn't. But at the end of the day, I, th- I think the fandom, you know, the Harry Potter fandom as a whole are still J.K. Rowling fans. Like, they're fans of the franchise that is J.K. Rowling. And the question is just, I mean, this is going to be the book that I think decides if people generally love this book, yeah, they're going to pick up whatever she writes next. But if Mm -hmm. this kind of turns up being another casual vacancy, I don't think that people are going to rush out to stores next time she does something. It's weird because initial plot summaries, everything that I've read so far about the book makes it seem like Cuckoo's Calling is going to be a really fun you know, crime drama novel. And I wonder why she didn't choose that one for her next book and publish Casual Vacancy under a pseudonym. Yeah, not, that, not, that, not that the lesser book has to... I'm not trying to somehow sh- shovel... Not you that know, it wasn't casual. a good book, you know? Like, it, it's, it's, it it's, it's obviously okay. very personal for Joe. And it was a hell of an undertaking to do it. And it, it portrays a dark corner of humanity that, that is uncomfortable. Maybe... It was important or good that that book be under her name, but it's just so weird because this, my hopes are way up for this book because it seems to be, you know, again, it's a little political, but it's mostly about uh, a detective and, and those novels are always so much fun to read. Always. The, the other thing I like about the cuckoo's calling it why I wanted a physical copy is because it's a summer, it's a summer, it's summertime. I mean, yeah. the last time we got a new book during the summer from J.K. Rowling was Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. And the Harry Potter book releases were always traditionally summer releases. So it kind of harkens back to those Harry Potter release days. Yeah. That reminds yeah. me of uh, Micah. You um, posted in a, a Skype chat earlier that today is the six years since uh, episode 99 in Enlightening uh, in 2007 in Philadelphia, which is the episode before we all got the seventh book. Um, yeah. is is six years ago today. Cool. So, from and when we're recording this, not just that, but today's the uh, tomorrow is the two year anniversary anniversary of Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part Two hitting yeah. theaters. It, this is this is the Harry Potter 
month. This right. is, you right. know, and his birthday's in 16 days or whatever. So this is, you're right. It feels right that it was revealed now. Although I did want to talk about the fact that it's only been two months. So the secret came out still pretty quite quickly, I think. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, I guess we can get into that now. So the New York Times f- spoke to the Sunday Times who initially uncovered the cuckoo's calling, connecting it to J.K. Rowling. What happened was one of the Sunday Times' writers had read the cuckoo's calling recently and tweeted her, tweeted that she liked the book. And mm-hmm. shortly after that, an anom- anonymous person replied to her on Twitter and told her that it was J.K. Rowling who was the real author. Unbelievable. So then the editor replied to the Twitter user asking, how do you know for sure? And the anonymous person said, I just know. Then that anonymous person deleted the tweets and deleted her tw- his or her Twitter account. So from there, that, that made the Sunday Times start to dig. They connected the dots between the publisher and the editor of The Casual Vacancy and The Cuckoo's Calling. They're both um, Little Brown. And it's also the same actual editor, the same person. And th- that set off a red flag because it was like, why are, why is this person who edited the casual vacancy for JK Rowling also editing something as irrelevant as a new coming author? A, mm. a new author. It's just that part didn't really oh, add up. Right. Right. And then they sent the two books plus Harry Potter and the Deathly Hollows into linguistic computers and they found, quote, wow. significant similarities between the three. <laughs> These linguistic computers are sound really cool. Yeah. Like there was, they're basically what our um, eighth grade science teachers threatened us with if we were to plagiarize our science fair experiment. They're <laughs> like, we can tell you're writing. There are databases for this. Right. So, so, I'm all over. so then they had all this evidence and. They decided to email Rowling's publicist this past Friday night. They got, and the, their email was, I, it was a very simple statement. It was, I believe that Robert Galbraith is in fact JK Rowling and will you please come back with a straightforward answer? <laughs> I love that. So wow. to say that in a British accent though, because <laughs> will you please sound- come back with a straightforward answer? There you yes. go. That sounds, it just sounds more authentic that way. And then Saturday morning, J.K. Rowling's publicist replied, yes, it is her. And then they got that statement from Rowling. And then that was it. Wow. So, yeah. So weird. Such a weird, like, sequence of events. And, like, what kind of... Who was the person that originally tweeted it? That's what I want to know. Well, okay. So here's... Ian Rankin being (laughs) Well, Here's the question. Was this anonymous person on Twitter actually somebody from Little Brown? And Little Brown decided that... Now they want to let everybody learn about the book. Because I can just imagine like a 4 a.m. phone call to J.K. Rowling where she picks it up. She's like, hello, wiping the sleep from her eyes. And they're like, phase two, Miss Rowling is better, ready to begin. <laughs> She's like, okay, proceed. And then they send that tweet back to that Sunday Times person. Like, yeah, you think it's a planned event? Well, I mean, I they, Operation Cuckoo. <laughs> they wanted to sell them eventually. They wanted to let everybody know because i mean little brown is a business they want book sales and everybody knows book sales have been struggling so i think it had to it had to come out at some point as jk rowling said in her statement uh she was hoping it wouldn't be this soon Mm -hmm. i don't know how soon she was planning right but interestingly in the new york times report they say that the second print run of the book, which is now underway, will carry a revised author biography, which reads, Robert Galbraith is a pseudonym for J.K. Rowling. So it was so the, planned. 
the people who got well, if it wasn't planned, they're certainly running like like heck to look. It had to be planned to some extent because at the end of the day, backup plan. It is J.K. Rowling. There has to be yeah, there has to be a button they push when it when it hits the fan that allows them to print so many more copies because essentially the book now is out of print. You know, the first those of us who got the print run, the first print run that doesn't reveal it to be J.K. Rowling. Our books are slightly more special, actually. No, you're um, absolutely right. And actually, these books could be of value, these original ones, without J.K. Rowling. Now, well, uh, in yeah. the author bio, on the inside flap and at the very end of the book, it, both of them ends with, Robert Galbraith is a pseudonym, and that's it. So presumably, it will, yeah. it will be those two areas that are updated with, is a pseudonym for J.K. Rowling. Interesting that what? she did come forward about that, where it's like, almost as if there was some kind of duty to report that it wasn't a real name or a real entity. Maybe they have to. Maybe that is actually a rule, you know, some kind of etiquette, publishing etiquette. But mm. you know what I love, though, about this whole thing? Like, that even before, and we posted about this in Hyperbole, too, even before it was revealed to be J.K. Rowling, people were actually given this book really good reviews. Yeah. You know, people actually responded really, really positively to this, and that's... Again, you know, with casual vacancy, we had this huge expectations that probably, you know, it wasn't a book we might have necessarily picked up, but the people that would have picked up this type of book, irregardless of the author, would probably have liked it for the type of book it was. So this book, which is a crime drama, people that pick up this kind of book really, really like it. And I love that. I think that's great. One of the best reviews, it was sitting at the bottom, but now it's been the most liked review. It <laughs> says, this book is so well written that I suspect that some years down the road, we will hear the author's name as a pseudonym of some famous writer. Lots of description <laughs> made one feel like another occupant in the scene. You could feel the weather, the tension, the pain, the atmosphere in the gatherings. The audible version has great accents. It is a wonderful mystery with a surprise ending, and I look forward to more by the same author. Oh, so there is an audiobook. Yeah, it's already available. This was like a ah, full-blown release. This is the thing. They already have a Kindle version. This is why we almost should have known, right? But Or is it that every new publisher should do this, where they have an, an ebook available? You know, the, all these were in place. Even There's though no... this book was a secret, there were four copies in every Barnes & Noble, even though it was a first-time Specifically author. four. Four is now the magical yeah, number in this yeah. series. <laughs> I'm saying no, that's there's no way you could have known though. That's the thing. There there's tweets, there's there's other information out there where people say they passed on this book um from an editor standpoint, right? Yeah, so, now see yes, I yeah. don't understand that part though, because JK Rowling's tied in with Little Brown though. So was right. was she just submitting it elsewhere for fun just to see well, what people would think? Do you wanna do you wanna hear my theory yes, on this? Please. Um no. that I well, okay then. <laughs> um I'm I just think joking. that the the reason I know the the reason that um she submitted she probably submitted it because the the people that spoke out about this um was the a publisher at Orion Publishing um and who knows if she submitted it to more publishing houses but my theory is that she probably didn't want to publish with Little Brown necessarily because that would tie that would make it easier to. Mm to tie her back to it. And of course, if she did have some kind of agreement, if it was going to be revealed eventually, then yeah, you're probably right that she was just trying to see what other people would think of it. But my immediate thought would be as Robert Galbraith. <laughs> oh God, oh just gosh. say Galbraith. Can you say Galbraith? Galbraith. 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 I can't say it like you guys. Uh, Galbraith. Galbraith. 
He's from um, but, Texas. <laughs> yes. But, you know, she wanted to separate herself from the J.K. Rowling that published uh, The Casual Vacancy with Little Brown. She wanted to be Robert Galbraith that sell, that published with someone else. Yeah. And the interesting thing is, you know, that, yeah, she got turned down because uh, crime novels aren't in style right now. I wanted to touch on what you said before, though, because I thought that it was kind of interesting. You know, Casual Vacancy was the first book that J.K. Rowling put out post Harry Potter. And, and you talked a little bit about the expectations. I feel like with this book, those those expectations, they're somewhat removed. You know, and, mm-hmm. and I, she comments herself that publishing under a pseudonym has allowed her a little bit more freedom. It's it's more relaxing to go about it in, in this way. But I think from a, from a reader standpoint, from somebody who's been a fan of hers, it's it's different, and it seems more along the the same kind of style of book that Potter was. Not necessarily from a genre standpoint, but from a writing standpoint, possibly. That's why they yes. were able to find those symmetries when when they sent it off to those special machines that did their work. And I don't think that you necessarily have that. If you did it with the casual vacancy, I feel like casual vacancy is, is a beast all on its own that it <laughs> was just done because she felt this sort of deep seated desire to write something that was very personal to her. You know what? That's I a good point. Right. That's why I'm so excited about this book is because Harry Potter had a lot of mystery in it. And this is a mystery crime novel. So I think this plays into her strengths that she already has a lot of experience with thanks to Harry Potter. Uh, yeah, worth, agreed. worth noting, by the way, I just checked out the Amazon page again. Amazon now lists it as temporarily out of stock. This <laughs> this <laughs> is after it slipped from immediate availability to two to three days. It, this morning it was saying Amazon was saying 10 to 14 days. So now it must be beyond that to the point where Amazon's just saying, well, we'll ship it to you whenever the heck we get it. <laughs> I mean, I really hope this lives up to people's expectations. I mean, I obviously, I can't say anything because I've only read the first three pages. <laughs> but I but mean, damn, they were good three pages. <laughs> I, you know, to be honest with you, I mean, I'm, I don't want to judge anything. I haven't read it. But the, the first three pages felt more casual vacancy to me because, I mean, the thing about I love oh. about Harry Potter, way to be controversial here, I know. But the thing I loved about Harry Potter, I mean, I'm going to be honest with you, it's the magic. That's what I love well, about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So I'm think, you know, that's what I'm. I'm sort of, I'm watching this with sort of a a, a mixture of pride that the fan base is, is so quick to jump on this, and sort of a a worry because look at someone like Philip Pullman. Like I love Philip Pullman's um, his Dark Materials, but that doesn't mean that I'm gonna love, like, his brother Jesus and the Good Man Christ or whatever the that book is called that i actually did read you know what i mean like yeah, it's, yeah. there's a difference you can love that a good you forgot you the title the i know right <laughs> the cuckoo's vacancy what no um no i agree with so, you i don't know i i like crime novels i've read a couple not many admittedly but i've read other crime mystery novels and i do enjoy yeah. them so that's why i feel like i can actually look forward to this if if this if this was another political book i probably would not be excited for this right Right. Yeah. I mean, I, I think about it, it, political thrillers that I read all the time, you know, have a lot of time going in and out of, of the city on the train, you know, authors like, uh, Nelson DeMille or David Baldacci or, or Ted Bell. And I think that this could be in line with that, maybe not to the extent of, of a political thriller, but you'd have that miss, 
there's always mystery that's that's sort of intertwined in in political thrillers or legal thrillers and i think that Andrew, you brought up a great point before saying there is a lot of mystery in the Harry Potter series and, and there is a lot of detective work. I think that you have to do as a reader, hell, how many episodes did we spend theorizing <laughs> about what could potentially happen in Deathly Hallows and, you know, putting all the pieces of the puzzle together. So I look forward to reading this. I, you know, I wasn't completely a hundred percent down on casual vacancy. Um, I didn't think that it was a bad book. I, I you know, I, I think it was different and we all knew that going in. But I hope that we return to some of that magic that we had in Harry Potter. Yeah. And the magic wasn't just literal magic. Like part of the magic, it was the storytelling. It was the relationships between the characters. It was, as you say, the mysteries. But I think, I mean, for me personally, I'm sure a lot of of listeners will agree with that. I don't don't read uh, mystery novels. That's not my genre. Um so this is kind of a, a, a stretch. I, it's not that I don't really like novels about the real world or anything, but, <laughs> you know, but I'm, nobody's I, I saying think, that, but you, nobody. So, <laughs> but I'm reading, I'm reading this description. I'm thinking, oh, this kind of, if I was going to, uh, reference thing that I have watched or read, it would be something like Sherlock, you know, like Sherlock, a, pr- a yeah. modern day Sherlock Holmes kind of thing. And I'm thinking, well, you know, that's, that's nice, but that, that's not exactly me. So I'm just, I'm interested to see if, the fact that it's written by J.K. Rowling, an author who I absolutely fell in love with, if that's going to be enough to draw me into a genre that I wouldn't go for it, normally. It should be. You know, it, it absolutely but should be. But it I think what. last time. Well, yeah, yeah. Well, what comes down, what it comes down to is J.K. Rowling's, I think, great talent for comedy um, in some of the, the places you'd least expect to. And this book just has to be funnier than Casual Vacancy, I think, for, for it to click with people. It has to leave a warm feeling. Um, while they're reading it, it has to, it has yeah. to inspire as well as have good friendships um, and have good stuff like friendship. That. Yeah. Anything like that, I think would, would immediately place it uh, above casual vacancy for me. Um, it just has to be set in a, in a nicer world. I think casual vacancy was too harsh for me. Um, but I do feel like a terrible reader, uh, getting back to, uh, just the reviews, the fact that there were only 75 reviews or so. On Amazon, it only sold 1,500 copies first in the first three months since and until this was announced. 1,500 copies, and that's it. The fact that it was gaining some traction on it, so it's a little bit, little bit of reviews. All the people who read it uh, gave you know favorable reviews to it. I, I think uh, Andrew, you you wrote on Hypable that certain people said that it was featured you know in their book club or on you know yeah, on book like lists. summer reading suggestions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so th- the people who were reading it liked it, but, but on the whole, like, that's definitely not me. I feel terrible seeing this, but I wouldn't have just picked this up because it's a new mystery thriller. I don't feel terrible for that. I mean, we all have our genres that we like. And, no, no, but I don't know, pick any book everywhere. up. This is what I'm getting into. Oh. <laughs> I don't pick any book up unless I know it's by somebody that, like, I'm so shallow that way. I won't try out a new author. I won't try out new things. I really wish really? I had picked up this book. And read it two months ago. I wish I were one of those people who just off the hand didn't know it and had read it. Because I think they, they like, that's also very cool. It is. Yeah. It's like the bonus that's surprise. True. Oh my God. It was JK Rowling all along. I, li- well, I, I liked, liked it before the, it was cool. Yeah. 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 There's, there's always those, that small bit of, of any fandom who liked it before they were cool. And I missed the boat with Potter. So I, I, I guess I'm trying to, now that I've psychoanalyzed myself, I'm trying to get in, into that, that crowd. 
So in the UK, it has sold 1,500 copies so far. Obviously, very low considering it's been out for two and a half months. We don't have a US number yet. Uh, sales since over the past 24 hours have uh, spiked 507,000 percent, and it is currently <laughs> number one on Amazon US and UK. Wait times, like I just mentioned a moment ago, are now Amazon's not even telling you. They're just like, yeah, well, you know, you'll get it soon. You can order it. They're just not giving you any expected uh, delivery time you because they don't know. You can still buy it on uh, Amazon UK. Should I get it? Yeah, yeah, why not? You you might want to buy it. I mean, and copy. and then of course ebooks. The ebook version is available now, and if you call around to bookstores, you can find it. It'll be interesting to see these people. Let's say you order it today, Selena. I wonder if you will get a copy that has J.K. Rowling's name in it. Right from the but I don't want room. that. I only want it if it's the old original right. one. Well, that's Otherwise, you got to go to J.K. Rowling. You got to leave. This. Is what it's about. Right. Yeah, I know. You should order. Yeah, you should go. You should order it. And, uh, you know, I'm, I'm tempted to buy a couple more copies under this, under, without, without JK <laughs> Rowling being mentioned. Well, it's already been that, unfortunately, like, it's probably already in its second run already. Right. I mean, no. Meaning the copy we have, because it's been out for three months. So it's uh, very unlikely that any of us have first editions in, in the true sense true. of first edition words. I'm looking um, on Barnes and Noble's website and it's also temporarily out of stock there. But yeah. uh, can, can we play with the math here for a moment, Andrew? Because five hundred seven thousand percent increase in sales. What does that even mean? I how well, many, uh, yeah, I don't books know. That's a good question. Selling? That's a good question. For for something to sell twice as many, it's two hundred percent. So like two hundred percent. So you have to divide by like a hundred. So five hundred seven thousand percent means five thousand and seventy times what they were selling for the first time. Um, so if you take 1500 and multiple, which is the copies they sold initially and multiply that by 5,070, it means they sold seven and a half million books in the first day. See, that's not adding up though, because the casual vacancy didn't sell that many books, right? Did it? Didn't right. it? I thought there were like 40 million pre-orders or something. What are there? Uh, no, that number seems high now that I say it, but seven, <laughs> seven, seven million in a day is pretty, that seems about right, wouldn't nah, it? I disagree. I, I don't, th- I don't think it can be that high. There's no way. Because, but, because first of all, it's a weekend. Like, I mean, I know this r- news is getting around, but it's gotten around to seven million people compelled. I yeah. Don't know. I mean, how many, how many people are in the U.S. Around alone? The this world, is worldwide though? news. Yeah. And, and look, remember how many people went out and like, hoarded it at storage you were just talking about that everyone's been buying two or three copies i mean but that's I just everybody we know in our little corner of the well, fence. yeah but, but 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 still i mean the, the I, I think it may be reflected look five hundred seven thousand percent. that's a number that's in print on the <laughs> internet right now like this is include I, ebooks uh it oh, must i would think must. right because there's certain they certainly didn't do a seven million copy print run print run no. you're right it says on Amazon.com, sales soared more than 507,000%. Okay. So it's specific to Amazon.com. That's not even looking at bookstores or right. other places uh, throughout the world uh, at this point. But it's really, I had a, Sorry, go ahead. No, I, I just had a question about that. It, it kind of ties into all of this. The information was released on a Saturday. And it was, it was what, maybe late afternoon, early evening here on the East Coast. And that means it was 
just approaching midnight uh, in the UK. So I'm just trying to figure out the rationale behind this. Was it that the Sunday Times writer said, hey, I'm running with this story and it's going to break you know, uh, uh, in the UK after midnight. So if you're going to say something, let's get it out there. It just seems like a weird time to me on a, on a, on a Saturday evening here, here in the United States for this information to come out. Because as you see, bookstores and, and, and other online retailers had no time to prepare for this at all. Right. Well, yeah, I think they wanted to be first on it, but also this was probably printed in the Sunday Times' Sunday issue. And I know that newspapers will publish articles at midnight online online right yeah that will so, be available at the on the following day in print right, right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean we have a lot to talk about uh jk rowling's statement uh she said i had hoped to keep this secret a little longer because being robert galbraith has been such a liberating experience it has been wonderful to publish without hype or expectation and pure pleasure to get feedback under a different name and to those who have asked for a sequel, Robert fully intends to keep writing the series, although he will probably continue to turn down personal appearances. So that's the th- that's the other thing about this. <laughs> so we this. won't see her dress up in a hat and beard. Well, you like know what that? What did she say ages ago when she said she was wearing a mustache? What? Like, didn't she say she was going around towards the end of the Harry Potter book? She was going around with a mustache and top. How to hat. avoid the press? Yeah, she was yeah. Robert already. You know, yeah. getting into so it. here's the interesting thing. This is going to be a series. I yes. mean, that's really significant because this is, of course, her first post-Potter series. Mm. And, I mean, it's kind of too early to say if this is good or bad news because we don't, we personally don't know how good this book is. But, I mean, potentially, this could be a huge new series. Yes. Do you think there would yeah. be a fandom for it in the same way? Yeah. Could Sorry, there be? Baby. I mean, I'm... Say that again? Huh? Say that again. I just said, I just said, I mean, do you think there could be a fandom for this kind of series in the same way? Because, I mean, I'm just looking at something like Harry Potter and the kind of fandom that surrounded that were all sort of mainly teenagers and in that kind of school situation. You know what I mean? Like, these are older characters. They might be harder to, yeah. to relate to. Well, fortunately, crowd? I had some college prep on on the mystery genre. Like we read um, Raymond Chandler, The Big Sleep, and that's pretty much the hard boiled detective novel uh, of the of the last century. Um, and basically, like I, I can see people getting more into mystery because of J.K. Rowling, like people from our fandom, people the Harry Potter fans, getting into this book, and then maybe in between books also finding other series that are, is in this genre. I think for for me the the coolest thing is that J.K. Rowling found something like an idea that she likes enough to develop into and be comfortable to say that it's going to be a series. But I I can definitely see fans coming over, or you know, it really brings up that question again: Are we the Harry Potter fandom, or are we the J.K. Rowling fandom? Exactly. Um, I mean, that's the the you know the big question. We were just talking about that before the show too, like how there comes a point when you have to make that decision. I think for yourself. Like, do you just like her magical work set in the magical world? Mm-hmm. Or do you like everything she writes? Do you like her voice? Or is it specific books? Like, what? So what is it? So I, I do think, depending on how well, or like, depending on how her book is and how people respond to it, I could easily see this gaining a following. Not Well, from 
ex-Harry Potter fans or former Harry Potter, also Harry Potter fans, um, but then also a mystery community as well, who's got either uh, the interest that was there from the beginning, you know, the few people who read it before it, you know, became big, um, you know, and also just from regular mystery enthusiasts who now say, like, it's it's like reading the next big novel from an established author who's clearly good at writing. Um, I think it'll get renewed attention, not just from Harry Potter fans, but from mystery fans. So the next book is supposed to come out next summer, uh, which is kind of cool. Um, now, but this raises a question. Um, All right. What 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 does this mean for J.K. Rowling in the future if she's writing these books, the Camoran Strike series? I know. When is that lexicon coming? Well, I think I think that's pretty much complete. If you out ask me, loud. I think I that's ready think to go. We're ever gonna get it? We talked about this before. The the cool thing to keep in mind is that she wrote four books in four years. The first four Harry Potter books. Um, and now there were years and years of planning. Of course, of course, of course, we have to acknowledge that. But from 1997 to to 2000, uh, she wrote the first four Harry Potter books. And that's four separate books. She's had six years now since book seven ended up. She could easily, or it's foreseeable that there are plenty more things out there that she's been working on. In addition to being, um, the wife and mother that she always wanted to be, which she said, you know, she's also enjoying. So I, I, I just think there's so much opportunity because we know the speed that she can write and we know how much time has elapsed. There's a lot more that could be out there. Um, including all the stuff we've hoping to find out on Pottermore, including a lexicon. It's just a matter of them planning it, putting it in the pipeline for development and delivery, and then releasing it to us. I, I'm this, I don't know. This is really interesting to me. I don't but know why, what to say. Mm-hmm. Why continue to write as Robert? It, it, I know. Uh, well, it doesn't, so- at this point, I mean, what, what was her timeline for? waiting to make this reveal was she never going to make the reveal uh she and so so, i'm just wondering okay the uk it sold 1500 copies the us as you mentioned we don't know the numbers yet but how could she even know that she was going to write a series if the first book i mean selling 1500 copies is not successful so she was she was banking on this reveal at some point no. because well she reveal- she said well, herself think- that the book she this is sooner than she hoped so she was planning yeah. on some at some point I think I so think but- for her I mean it probably wouldn't make that big of a difference because you know she has enough money for like thirty yeah. lifetimes at this point sure you're writing for yourself at this point you're yeah. writing for yourself and I think there was definitely uh, uh, there's something brilliant about writing under a pseudonym and watching the book gain its a life of its own because it's the only one true unbiased way to do anything, right? Isn't it? Um, so the fact that she had two months to gather that info to read the reviews as she stated in, in, in her statement is cool. It's true. It's only two months. So it would be, would have been interesting if it had been six months or a right, year that- since like maybe a full year when the second book is about to come out. When she sees the maximum, like say that that's when it reached its maximum popularity or if it plateaus to have right. been able to see, to, to been able to see the book naturally plateau, you know, maybe it goes from book club, book club, word, word of mouth, but it's only been two months. So I, I'm glad that at least in her statement, she says that it was 
nice to hear the reviews. Of course, though, she also says that it was too soon. Uh, or well, sooner that's, than she- that's where I wonder from her perspective is, is what is more telling? Is it the reviews that you receive or is it the sales of the book? I would say I gotta, the reviews for sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, because yeah. that's the whole thing. She probably wants to be, I mean, J.K. Rowling wants to be known for or acknowledged for something other than Harry Potter. So it must be very liberating for her just that she is being recognized for this non-Harry Potter, non-magical book, not because of her name. I mean, that must be the best thing for her. Yeah, I can't even I mean, imagine how rewarding that is. She's, yeah, yeah she, the word she used was liberating. And she said it's been pure pleasure to get feedback under a different name. So it's almost like she had to do it um, in a way like for herself. Now she knows. I think she will continue writing under. I, I mean, well, that's what yeah, she said. Just, just, just that series. I mean, no, there has to yeah. be a precedent for it. Uh, like I'm thinking Stephen King, Richard Bachman. Like I wonder if he wrote any books after being outed. Um, I have to go back to that except for blaze, which came later. But um, I, I think like ultimately for her, she's created this persona. And I actually wanted to bring this up. I wasn't sure if it would fit in the doc, but hey, now I'm making the connection. Is it wrong or is it somehow suspect for her to have created this identity? Um, <laughs> as, which is, which is shown in, the, I think it's in the book flap, uh, that says, uh, Robert Galbraith is an ex, you know, vet oh, who yeah. was stationed, who was stationed in the army. And this, and this, um, or in the, is it the, um, non-military police? Anyway, anyway, and, and the whole story is based Something on that she's not basically his yeah. or she experiences. Yeah. Like this is uh, it was like an in-depth bio for a fake person. So really? how is that in any way? Like, will that remain in the new copy of the book? And is it wrong to pose as a vet or or how does that gain your sympathy or not? Because we know she didn't serve in the war. So what does That's it really mean? That's a good point. That's a good distinction. But I think just in terms of her creating a pseudonym and creating a character under which to write for that's a pretty standard practice for for authors writing under pseudonyms i mean there's and and especially women i mean there's been a string of women throughout history that she's following in the footsteps of who are writing under male pseudonyms like there's a danish one actually i can't think of any english ones though there are some but can blixen was the danish she wrote the uh my african farm is that the one? Something like that. And she wrote under the pen name Isaac Dinesen, who was like a completely separate person, a man. And she wrote under him for like years and years and years. And now she's just known under both names. Yeah. It's, so so it's it's that kind of thing. And I think that, but in terms of her creating him as a, as a vet of the army, that is particularly interesting. Yeah. And, and somewhere the real Robert Galbraith is... <laughs> demanding his money um, oh, once God. these sales uh, start to spike. But I think we've probably had this discussion on an episode years ago, maybe. Uh, and, and we've talked about would J.K. Rowling ever write under a pseudonym? And I think in, in, it's not it's certainly my place to say one way or another what she should or shouldn't do. But it, it's it's just overall an interesting story to me because i feel like she she already achieved this this level of greatness through writing harry potter and she made it you know from being somebody who wasn't a known author by any respects and you know she wrote quite possibly 
one of the greatest series of, of, of all time in literature. And it's just, it's funny to me that she would feel the need to write under a pseudonym to, to see if it would be just as successful when she already went through that process, you know, back in, in the late nineties. Yeah. But I think it is again, a thing of distancing herself from Harry and from that story, that type it, of story too. It's so interesting, Selena, that you brought up too, that like, it may have been easier a leap for her to make since J.K. Rowling isn't her real name. You know, Kay is her aunt, mm-hmm. Kathleen. Um, it may be easier for her to write under a fake name because she's already done it. Sure. So, I mean, I, but just getting back to this discussion of like what she could be writing next, like, are, are we going to get that children's book? She said during the, while promoting the casual vacancy that, that it's probably already come out, Andrew. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Who it's is it? Games. Who's behind it? <laughs> Let's find more pseudonym books. Um, <laughs> the Hunger Games. Could you imagine if J.K. Rowling <laughs> yeah, was behind the Hunger Games? I, know, right? I thought all pseudonyms had to work like Tom Marvel Riddle. I am Lord Voldemort. I thought they had to contain <laughs> all the letters. And yeah, so I almost put this into a word scrambler. Yeah, word oh, scramble no. to see if That's it would an come anagram. up. Like, well, we don't know. I think the J, the K, and the W are missing from Robert Galbraith, which are all important parts of Rowling. Um, the J, K, and W. But I did. We don't. Depends on what his middle name is, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I up am or J.K. Rowling. Yeah, yeah. We need come to know. Up with a crazy middle name for Robert Galbraith. By the way, though, a, a tip of the cap to Lord Voldemort on Twitter, who had a great tweet what yesterday, saying? saying, "Oh, J.K. Rowling is writing under a pseudonym. How very half blood prince of her." Ha <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. So yeah, we should do a best of Twitter kind of post, I think. Yeah, there's been some good stuff. Uh, my friend Mason tweeted that uh, Shailene Woodley has already signed on for the lead role <laughs> and the cuckoo is calling. Oh, so we wanted good. to talk about potential TV movie, but I think it's too early because we haven't read that. So we'll hold that yeah. off until. Yeah, yeah. we'll hold that episode. off for a big review show, right? Yeah. When do you guys plan on reading the book? I'm three pages in, so I've got the <laughs> <You> lead. <laughs> I'm holding it in my hands. I plan to read some tonight. Uh, Whenever I get a copy. <laughs> <laughs> Poor my guy. I got my copy. I may start tonight. I got the newsroom premiere tonight, which I'm looking forward to. So, I'll, But I'm excited to have a good summer book to read. I'm very excited. Yeah. Can, can I ask? I, I don't know that we mentioned this. Maybe you did at the top of the show, but how long is the book? It is 400... And six, uh, 454 pages. 55, oh, excuse me. 455, oh yeah, I was about to correct you. Um, casual vacancy is like 460, 480. They're, they're the same size, like they're the same height and width and, uh, uh, length or whatever. I don't know the exact dimensions, but they're very similar looking books in terms of physical size. Let's go well, to it Twitter. Is the same now. publisher. Yeah, but. Yeah. This is nice. They'll look nice to each other on the shelf. Yeah, you know what? I actually put them next to each other. They do look good. They also both kind of have that, the, 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 the handwriting for each title is kind of flippant. I don't know if that's a way to, it looks like it's handwritten, sort of, uh both of them. That's gotta be, it's just a regular motif, I think, for new novels. You're right, though. Maybe. Yeah. So, Micah, why don't you tell us about some tweets that we got? You uh, took to Twitter to ask people what? I asked them what their thoughts were on the Cuckoo's Calling. and Spoiler-free, of course. So I've actually pasted these tweets into our Google Doc, which really 
amazingly came together in about five minutes prior to our recording. If we, if we have a <laughs> time lapse, we need to we need to post that video. That was of, a beautiful thing of how this this all came to be. Um, so, quite frankly, I don't know if there are any spoilers uh, in here. <laughs> I doubt but it. We're, no we're about to find out. Um, so the uh, the first tweet comes from Ann Pan. I got this one. Independent oh, she must be Danish. Oh, independent Yeah, there you go. Did I say that right? You got it. No. Yeah. <laughs> She's uh, the distant niece of Robert Galbraith. Uh, <laughs> Robert Galbraith. <laughs> Galbraith. Uh, and <laughs> Thank uh, you. she says, uh, excited to read it and see if it is as good as the reviews say and if it engages me more than the casual vacancy did. I hear you. That's uh, an Lindy. important question because, I mean, if if people get up fed up with this book too, I mean, how many That's more it. books can J.K. Right. Rowling release before they're like just over it? She's going to be forced to go back <laughs> to Harry people. Potter. Yeah, exactly. Her. Yes. Um, Lyndon says a funny, tricky thing for J.K. Rowling to do. This book of hers was a chance for her to stay in the shadows. Surprise, like a ninja. Martin, lightning bolt says loving it ever since i read chamber of secrets in 2001 i've been telling myself joe is a great mystery writer they need to learn how to spell mystery by the way love that rob g filled that void now now he's rob g G. i love it (laughs) rob g uh savannah amy says i'm a few chapters in and really enjoying it the characters are intriguing and the plot interesting can't wait to finish it Torrance Klamoski can't wait to read it bought my copy within minutes of the news but haven't had a chance to open it but the synopsis sounds good I'll stop I'll stop you right there to let you know I went to the Barnes and Noble website and I reserved two more copies of the book (laughs) because apparently they're in stock still so I'm gonna get oh my god I have to get a confirmation though I have to wait so what are you gonna do with them well you know like I said earlier I like this I like how these this is a very rare print without it mentioning J.K. Rowling so potentially this is worth something so I'm gonna always do a giveaway yeah exactly I may do a giveaway yeah Go ahead, no, that makes sense. Christina Bailey says, it's great, very similar to style J- to J.K. Rowling. If I didn't know better, I would have said she wrote it. Hi, <laughs> ah. best sweet ever. Maddie J. Love Joe's decision, famous writer with no pressure, but only within herself to write what she wants at her own pace and time. Mm-hmm. Lucy says, loving it so far, about halfway through, good murder mystery novel. Selena? Yes. Next oh, name. difficult name. I knew <laughs> oh, exactly what he was going. A Ailey a- a- Redmond. The B is silent. A- I think the B is silent. Uh, unless it's Ailey. Well, the, I was the Twitter say the Twitter name is Albuhe. Albuhe. <laughs> okay then, Albuhe. Well, they really respect Joe's decision to put it out there with no pressure to see what the response would be. Love the casual vacancy, so can't wait. Mm. So there's somebody who enjoyed um, casual vacancy. And finally, Jennifer Horenda says, on page 26, very promising so far. A little bit further than me. The writing is stronger than in Potter, and I think I will, I'll like it better than the casual vacancy. Stronger than in Potter. Mm. Those are fighting words. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> no, no, no. I think it's fair. Um, only because every writer grows, right? So. Yeah, that's true. 
Uh, I am glad to hear that it is a uh, that it is better than the casual vacancy so far. I mean, it's yeah, totally we different. Are getting that kind of response that we had after casual vacancy when everyone was sort of just tweeting like dot 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 um. <laughs> yeah, you know what? And it's um, it it's it's a whole different subject matter. So yeah, the furthest I've heard of anyone being uh, so far is page 131 and that is uh my good friend sarah wilkes i'll give a shout out just on twitter tweeted me and was like i'm on 131 it's good so that's the furthest i've seen but it's you said 455 pages wasn't it so it's only a quarter of the way through that's the furthest i've heard of anyone being but we got a lot of tweets 25 pages 30 pages three pages yeah i I mean I see it as something that I'm looking forward to reading. Like I'm going to take my time with the book. Uh, you know, it's not one of those situations where we're running to record a podcast and we got to finish it in, you know, three hours, uh, or, you know, we're trying to race our friends to, to get to the finish and, and find out what happens to Harry in book seven. So right. I, I, ju- I just see it as one of those things where hopefully the, the bookstore has it tomorrow. I'll probably order it online anyway, just, just to be safe. Uh, but, you know, I want to enjoy the book. I don't. I don't want to feel like I have to rush through to find out what happens at the end. Yeah, I agree. Well, now, now maybe we should give a shout. People were telling me yesterday in terms of methods of how to get it. It's unlike. I mean, they can't sell out of a digital copy, right? So you can do an ebook. No. Um, yes. And somebody was telling me about the Kindle and Nook apps for iPhone, so that are apparently free. So even if you don't have a Kindle or Nook, you can still order the book for like thirteen dollars. And still read it. If, if you're right. accustomed to reading on your phone, there is a way where you can get the ebook, and that'll probably be not only your best money saving option, but to guarantee that you get it because it's digital. They're not going to run out. And don't forget, there's the audiobook too. Yeah, audible.com. <laughs> I'm definitely going to get the audiobook. Use your audiobook. free audiobook right there. <laughs> Why not? Yep. You could. Nothing better to, I could think of to use it for. <laughs> That's audiblepodcast.com slash mugglecast. Funnily enough, I don't think we have an ad this episode, so <laughs> jokes on you guys. <laughs> anyway, sorry, well, I just brought well, up in that the case. Let's that lose. Said. Let's use Game of Owns's. <laughs> <laughs> um, so there will be a lot more to talk about over the coming weeks, and I would say months, but since we have like two more months left, it's almost you know like not worth saying. So uh, we'll talk more about it in the, the coming weeks. Way to bum everybody out at the end of the show. I was like, I mean, Micah was going on about it. I was like, Micah, isn't it nice not to have a podcast to run home and read for? <laughs> Jesus. Um, we will, we, we'd love to hear everybody's reviews. So after, if, if you plan on reading the book within the next few weeks, after, after you finish, email us, mugglecast at gmail.com. That's our email address now, right? Guys? That's the yes. best way to reach us by email. Okay, mugglecast at gmail.com. We'll read some of your reviews. I think we're all going to try to read it in the next few weeks. And we probably won't have a review by the end of by, by our next episode, which is scheduled for a week or two from now. But maybe for the final episode, we'll mention it on there. Go through some reviews. Thanks, yeah. everybody, for listening. We'll see you in uh, just a couple weeks for episode 268. I'm Andrew Sims. I'm Eric Skull. I'm Mikey Tannenbaum. And I'm Selena Wilkin. Goodbye. Goodbye. Get kookin'. <laughs> oh, Get wow. <laughs> How long did you take Get to think cook- of that? Get kookin'. Half a second. <laughs> <laughs>